we want your show to kick ass and how can we help you? How can we um, introduce you to some folks that you may not know that we think will be great assets to your room? So that's one challenge I think that we have. Hello and welcome to Submittable's Impact Audio. I'm Rachel Mindell. Impact Audio features short conversations and a few longer ones with social impact experts and practitioners. We are the podcast asking how we can do more good and do it better. This episode is drawn from a webinar Submittable hosted on operationalizing DEI in January of 2022. Today, you'll hear from three leaders at Warner Media: Grace Moss, VP of Equity and Inclusion, Sophia Zainu, VP of Equity and Inclusion Strategies, and Yvette Urbina, VP of Equity and Inclusion Programs and Content. Each speaker has a tremendous background, bringing a wealth of expertise in entertainment and DEI to this conversation. To leave more time for their insights, I'll let you peruse their full bios on the webpage for this episode. These are exciting leaders in the field of social impact. Laura Steele from Submittable talked with Grace, Sophia, and Yvette about their roles at Warner Media, about the challenges DEI work presents, and their advice for putting values into action. Here's Grace talking about her position. At Warner Media, we have uh, a larger equity and inclusion group, and within that, there are various pillars that each of us are a part of. Um, and you know, being part of the pipeline pillar, again, my main goal, our team's goal, is to expand the pool of talent that is in contention for opportunities within Warner Media, and really create tangible and efficient pathways for underserved, underrepresented talent to get their foot in the door. And I think as far as our specific efforts, we really aim to identify exceptional talent through these programs, whether it's a writer's program or whether it's scouting talent at a film festival, we go to where the talent is to find the the best fit for us and who we really see potential in as far as emerging voices and content creators. We want to really be able to service the whole company in that way and be able to present wonderful talent that they may not have on their radar. And I think as far as the larger business outcomes, all of this is in service with the ultimate goal of creating compelling content for Warner Media, regardless of the network or studio. And it's also in support of really establishing a culture of inclusivity um, and not just welcoming that, but celebrating that. Next, you'll hear from Sophia, followed by Yvette, discussing their work. I think that's a great point. There was a report that McKinsey put out that talks about kind of the $10 billion uh, opportunity with specifically even just addressing anti-Black bias, right? That the industry has such an opportunity from a business perspective uh, because people want to, to hear stories that authentically re- represent them. Right, not just kind of having a, a person of color, a black person on the screen, but really capturing the nuance of their story and, and their history. And, and so when you think about a lot of the work that we do, you know, on the equity and then inclusion side, a lot of that is one, you know, going back to how do we create, you know, we know that there's so many inequities that, that exist within our industry, within even in our organization. How do we be intentional about understanding those and addressing those in a truly systemic way, going beyond just trying to teach or educate an individual, but really focus on shifting the system so that it's really in support of this environment and that creative content and that inclusive content that really, you know, allows us to authentically, you know, tell stories and people to engage. On the corporate side, you have a lot of the folks who are greenlighting these projects who are key decision makers in deciding what moves forward and what doesn't. And so as we think about 
you know, the partnership between all of our teams, it's, it's really making sure that, that we're addressing it from both sides. And I would say 100% because it starts for us, like from a creative standpoint, whether I'm, you know, the first thing we're doing, if we're, if we're giving them a workshop right from the beginning, let's just say writers, they're getting a storytelling workshop right at the beginning, teaching them about equity and inclusion and being, you know, ha having an inclusive environment right from the get-go. And if that writer is new, let's just say a staff writer or or straight really right, right from the beginning, then they understand sort of how to set the tone for a writer's room. And I think that that really continues on in the over the course of someone's career. They're gonna always think about that in their next, the next hiring that they do, the next um, script that they tell. Here, Sophia follows up by discussing strategy and focus. One of the things, you know, our leader, you know, Christy Hauberger says is we can do uh, anything, but we can't do everything. Right. And I think that's ultimately, you know, one of the inherent challenges in this work is there's so many different challenges that we can and should be trying to think about and wanting to solve. But ultimately, we, we have to figure out where to focus. Right. And so as we think about our role as a media entertainment company that's really focused on storytelling, that's really trying to shift the world through story, that's really trying to, you know, really take seriously the role that story plays in creating a more just and equitable society. That's ultimately what we kind of anchor on. Laura asked the panel to discuss the challenges of DEI work. You'll hear Grace, followed by Yvette and then Sophia. I think in, in this work that we're doing within the DEI space, I think some inherent challenges is, is number one, just how we're perceived as far as this the group and what we're trying to do. Um, you know, creatively, I think sometimes we can be seen as sort of like the content police and we're just making things harder and we want to censor and like, you know, really try to control various stories or narratives. And so I think just the perception um, of us sometimes trying to bog them down and make their lives just harder with, you know, various asks and new initiatives, I think can sometimes be, be a challenge. I think it's really trying to work with them to let them know like, hey, we're on the same team. We want your show to kick ass. And how can we help you? How can we um, introduce you to some folks that you may not know that we think will be great asset to your room? So that's one challenge I think that we, we have. I mean, you know, look, I think that we cannot ignore the elephant in the room. So I started in this job during COVID. So when you add a pandemic onto, you know, working in the ENI space, it is People have a lot of reasons or excuses to say no to doing things because it's it feels overwhelming. I think that that can feel just feel like a lot when you are put those asks on top of everything else everybody is dealing with. And I and so oftentimes I think people feel like, oh, again, what else can I not say? What can I not do? Um, and it's not about can't. It's about what, how, how this is going to make your content great, how this is going to make things better, but the challenges are real. I feel like people will often think about this work, uh, particularly if you kind of identify with maybe like a dominant culture, dominant identity, as specifically uh, just about helping others why, without understanding that this work is about freeing yourself. Like there's so much freedom in this work for, for individuals that I think sometimes people miss because they just think about it like, oh, you're just asking me to help someone else. 
but it's we're really here to, to help yourself, right? We're here to support you in doing this work and, and freeing yourself in this work. And I think kind of shifting that um, kind of in the orientation is, is so important. There's this natural tension to want to see change so quickly and want to, you know, cause so many people are hurting. There's, there's real pain and impact in the day to day and knowing that in order to create systemic change, some of that takes time. So how are you balancing the need for immediate impact, immediate demonstration of, hey, I did something with it not leaning towards performative or it really getting to the root of the issue. And so that, that's just like a natural tension that, that we're always really trying to balance. Laura asked about strategies for building consensus around DEI goals and initiatives. Sophia responds. Then Grace. I think for me, one of it is is it's really for me understanding and helping them understand their personal why for this work, right? Because I think what I've learned in, in doing this work over a number of years is different people have different things that motivate them to initially engage and then to stay engaged. Because even with the business case, you know, that 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 may initially engage you. But I, I have found it difficult for that to sustain you uh, in this work, because as, as we've mentioned, it, it's definitely hard. This is hard work. It's long term work. It's not something that's solved overnight. And so it does require sustained engagement. So I think getting to that, that personal why. You know, something that I learned in my career, and I, I will credit this to Frances Frey, who I was able to do um, some training with, and she's out of Harvard Business School, so I'm going to paraphrase her probably very poorly, but she talks about this model of building trust, and I'm thinking as far as consensus, I think that's going to be something very, very important as we work with other leaders and key stakeholders. It's sort of this, this triangle where each sort of edge is as important as the other one. And I, the, the first one is about demonstrating empathy um, and showing that you understand the circumstances and the goals of the folks that you're working with and trying to service. Um, and then they have the, the side of having a rigorous plan. You know, when if we have an idea that we want to execute, we need to make sure that that is as flawless and as effective as possible. So you need to be able to have that logistical arm as well. And then the last part of this um, triangle for building trust is just authenticity and having the sincere passion and you know being genuine in your beliefs and wanting to enact some of these initiatives or try to make an impact in these specific ways. And that's something that I am you know definitely using as a filter for all the work that we're doing from the pipeline perspective. And just as, you know, in everything that we do day to day, I think that is definitely, you know, a great practice to consider as well. Laura then asked about strategies for putting DEI values into action. You'll hear Yvette, Grace, and Sophia. How we deliver our message is so important, I think, for us. And providing resources is also just a huge part of it, getting people to engage with the work that we're doing. And honestly, finding the easiest way, the easiest engaged access point for people. And I would say that providing people access, but also engagement in the easiest, most digestible form possible makes the EI work both exciting and, you know, it makes it really easy. It, we call, we like to deliver things in bite-sized chunks to people, you know, like how can we just give you like a quick a quick thing for you to learn, to read, to, to do it in ways that we know that you will, that you will look at it. I think 
it's especially in 2020, we noticed a lot of folks in this industry and other industries, you know, being very keen to hire, you know, their their one DNI executive and sort of call it a day, which is great to have that first step. But I think to be effective and really make an impact, you really need to consider a couple things. Number one, it's important to have a strong team of folks, DNI practitioners, to really generate the best ideas and effectively facilitate the work. So, um, you know, I was on a panel earlier or last year and, um, you know, the other panelist was like their one DNI person. And, you know, that's a lot of work for one person to really make that change. So I would really, our team is fairly robust <laughs> um, over at Warner Media, And, you know, I think that's important to really um, make those changes that we want to see. I think also in addition to having making um, the headcount important, I think it's also equally important to make sure that they have the financial support to do the work, you know, because it takes money to be able to get the stats and find the data and identify the gaps and the blind spots and figure out you know, which initiatives to implement and make that happen. Then lastly, actually having the influence to elicit that change. You know, I think sometimes companies can have that DNI team, but sometimes, you know, when it comes to making recommendations, there can be a lack of influence. And I think having all those three factors is something that will really um, make for a productive and successful DEI team. So much of the time that I spend and my team spends is like sitting with leaders day to day, really helping advise. You're building this new thing, right? A new process, a new system. You're making a decision. How do we embed an equity and inclusion lens to that decision, right? And there's so much there's so much of this work that's truly about embedding it in the day to day, in addition to like accelerating it with all these amazing programs and partnerships. And that takes, it takes human capital, it takes people, it takes time. I think converting the conversation to action is really about clarity in, in many ways around what is it that you want to do, right? I go back to kind of the, the question I asked, what's your sphere of influence? What's the unique role that you can play in driving this work and really defining here's what I'm going to do, right? Over the next six months, two months, year, and really having a plan in place for yourself. And, you know, if you're like a DEI practitioner or someone in, the, in supporting that, really creating resources that are, are very specific and tactical. If you enjoyed these excerpts, I'd really recommend checking out the full webinar linked in the episode notes. The panelists discuss everything from gaming and ageism to accessibility and AI in entertainment. It's a really fascinating and valuable conversation. Thanks to you for joining us today. Impact Audio is edited and produced by Jordan Marvin and Laura Steele. Submittable is a cloud-based social impact platform designed to help your team make better decisions and have a bigger impact. We'd love to partner with you to maximize social good and create lasting change through smarter technology. Find out more at submittable.com. And until next time, take good care.